It's eight minutes past the hour from the Faith Radio Network. When you hear the words Christian business owner, what do you think of? What does that mean? Some people uh, would say there's, you know, it's an oxymoron. There's no such thing as uh, somebody being a business owner and uh, being a devout follower of Christ, a, a Christian. I, I beg to differ. Fortunately, those who, who think and feel that way, I think, are in the minority. That said, what does it not mean to be a Christian business owner? Bill English, publisher of BibleandBusiness.com, has written about both of these. Let's start with the, the things that Christian business owner does not mean. Where do you begin with that? Well, I begin with uh, kind of the Superman complex with that. In other words, uh, some people believe that in order to be a really great Christian business owner, I have to be evangelizing my employees and holding Bible studies. And, you know, I'm able to get on the airplane and fly to San Diego and, and, and save the entire cabin on the way there. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I just I, I think those are unrealistic expectations. And and uh, I don't I just don't think that that's really what it means to be a Christian business owner by the same context you know, or, or to piggyback on what I just said. Um, it doesn't mean that you take John 3.16 and you imprint it in, you know, like two-foot-high font on the outside of your business and just proclaim in, in concrete or in paint, uh, you know, John 3.16 so that everybody that drives by your business sees John 3.16. I, I, I just don't think that that's uh, at the center of what it means to be a Christian business owner. So being a Christian, a virtuous Christian business owner uh, does not mean that you are an evangelist or evangelistic at all times, at least not in the ways that we are accustomed to thinking of being evangelistic. Do I hear that correctly? Yes, you do. You hear that correctly. Yeah. Um, I, I'm glad you point that out. I sometimes get concerned that uh, we, we uh, in the church anyway, we underestimate, undervalue the significance of somebody like yourself, Bill English, owning and operating a company and just being a really good business person who creates great products and services, products and services that improve people's lives and offering them for a competitive price and serving the customer. Those are the things that I, I'm afraid kind of get overlooked in the church at times. Your thoughts? You know, I well, you're starting to touch on a point that really resonates with me. Almost everything that comes from the Lord tends to be the opposite of how we do things here in America. <laughs> I, I hate to say this. So uh, in America, we think big and loud is always better. Uh, and usually the Lord, you know, he wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the firestorm. It was the still small voice of the Lord that really spoke to Elijah. And uh, by that, by that analogy, you don't have to be bold or brash or have a lot of bravado in order to be very effective at living for Christ in the marketplace and running a business God's way. Yeah. Bill English, publisher of BibleAndBusiness.com. He's in studio with us here at the Faith Radio Network. You also note in your writing that uh, being a Christian business owner uh, does not mean that people will always understand us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a biggie. Wow. Where are you going with that, Dr. English? Well, yes, you know, that's that's two Dr. Englishes to you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, seriously, uh, part of leadership, and I don't care who you are, uh, part of leadership is being willing to be misunderstood by those who don't have all the information and uh, or, or don't understand what your real purposes are. When it comes to Christian business ownership, one of the core purposes is philanthropy, right? And so part of what we do as Christian business owners is to try to eradicate poverty uh, and uh, through the use of our profits and giving those profits away in, in a smart and a reasonable and a God-honoring way. Mm-hmm. Some people aren't going to understand that. 
employees. My, my, my example here is employees who will chafe under the notion that their bonuses were smaller when they could have been bigger because you, Mr. Business Owner or Mrs. Business Owner, gave away the money to a charity that I hate. You know, so... Well, look, my goodness, I mean, this uh, this uh, being misunderstood as a business owner, this is the onion that never is fully unpeeled. I mean, right. I'm thinking of um, uh, even the most virtuous of, of for-profit business operators and owners who want to be charitable. There is a very, I believe, a very legitimate debate. In fact, that uh, economist that uh, you quoted in your last blog post, uh, that economist whose book that you read before you took your mission trip to Haiti, uh, he does a great job writing about this and calling this into question, but there's a legitimate debate that needs to happen in the church. What is the best means of caring for the poor? Is it through nonprofit charitable means, or is it helping teach people in other parts of the world and maybe even at home how to set up their own business? Uh, you know, teach a person to fish, so to speak, and so they can be self-sufficient. I think uh, there's some very thoughtful Christian business leaders who want to mentor other business owners, they see that as ministry. And many times in the church, uh, we just don't get it. Uh, I think that's part of what you're getting at. Am I, am well, I yeah. perceiving that correctly? Yeah, it, it, that's, that certainly is, is contextual to what I'm saying. Look, uh, two very quick thoughts. In Haiti, there are ministries right now who are trying to teach people marketable skills that they can then in turn run their own small businesses and become self-sufficient. I'm trying to work with two of them to uh, provide uh, increased distribution of those goods and services here in the United States. We're in the early stages. At some point, I would like to do a show on this in the morning, just about how we how we do that. But the other one, when, when you talk about um, uh, uh, poverty and, and poorness here in America, I would point people to a, a book by Jonathan Sachs. I don't know if you've read his, any of his work. It's called The Dignity of Difference. He's a Jewish rabbi, and uh, he talks, uh, it probably has one of the best primers on capitalism in one chapter, and in the very next one, he combines the concepts of charity and justice, and he says that in the Jewish way of thinking, charity and justice are the same concept. They are two sides of the same coin. And so as, as a Christian business owner, I have fully bought into that notion that when we are charitable, we are also delivering justice. And I can expand on that uh, maybe today or on, on another program about that. But that's, that's so core to how I think about philanthropy. It's a, it's a big deal. All right, listen, another quick break. When we come back, let's talk more about what it does mean to be a Christian business owner. A Christian business owner, as I said, in the minds of some, that's an oxymoron. Uh, the term itself gets tossed around and interpreted in different ways. Bill English, a theologian, a psychologist, and a business owner, an entrepreneur. He's written about this at BibleandBusiness.com. Got it for you at the at Morning Austin Twitter account. We'll talk further in moments. It's Faith Radio Network you're listening to. I'm Austin Hill. Connecting faith to life. It's Austin Hill in the morning. It's 19 minutes past the hour from the Faith Radio Network. Transitioning back into a new school year. We'll take that on coming up at about 35 minutes past the hour. So what does it mean to be a Christian business owner? Bill English, publisher of BibleandBusiness.com, has written about this. I tweeted his latest writing on the At Morning Austin Twitter account. So where do you start with defining it in the positive? What does it mean? I think it means, uh, at the global level, fulfilling the four purposes that God has for business. 
and measuring how well your company is doing at fulfilling those purposes. It just seems to me that that makes the most sense. Okay. Yeah. So the four purposes are, (laughs) here we go. Uh, The first one is products. So your company needs to develop products or services that enable the community to flourish. You don't want to develop products and services that, that, that tear the community down or that are outright sin. Like, you know, you don't, you don't want to be the president of the Christian Robbers Association, for example. So uh, you want to be developing products and services that enable the community to flourish. To that extent, the second one is passions. You want to give a place for employees to express their God-given passions and talents. And you want to help them develop those things. And so there is very much a sense of us as Christian business owners working with employees to uh, grow them professionally and to uh, an extent grow them personally in the direction that that, uh, God has gifted and talented them. Uh, Very interesting. And so you think the business owner themselves is really incumbent upon them to be able to identify what uh, their workers are passionate about? Oh, I think so. And in fact, I think in the interview process, one of the things that the owner ought to be asking is, does this position help this individual grow professionally and does it align with their career path? Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, then why are we hiring them? Yeah. All right. Uh, You've also noted in your writing, Bill English, that a Christian business owner is, in fact, a person that produces. If it's a for-profit business entity, they need to produce profits. I think that's one that uh, people kind of stumble on in the church. Yeah, they do. Profits is a dirty word, even outside the church in many parts of the United States. But profits are what provide sustainability. So there's a great new green word we can use. Profits provide sustainability. Without profits, the entity cannot continue. And so, when, you know, you know, earlier in the show, um, I wanted to rephrase. I'm, I'm not a business owner. I'm a profit maker, you know, and that even becomes more of an anathema in some parts of the church. But that is what a business owner is. We develop and we create wealth and we create profits in part so that we can give it away and in part so that we can provide sustainability to the community and to our employees, both to provide products that and, and services that allow the community to flourish and to let the employees have a place to uh, express their God-given talents and passions. Yeah, very interesting. And then you also note that uh, it is incumbent upon a Christian business owner at some point, I guess, anyway, to get around to becoming philanthropic. What does that look like? Well, it looks it looks different for different owners. Some of them will give away some of their time. Some will give away some of their resources in terms of how they do business or, you know, products that they produce. Others will just give away cash. The point is, is that we're giving back to the community. I think in a Jonathan Sachs dignity of difference perspective, we are giving back to the community with a purpose of helping to eradicate poverty. Poverty uh, should be seen as a, and I'm talking about economic poverty now, not poverty how we defined it last week in the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Poverty should be seen as a failure of society. And, uh, and, and in part, if not a failure of government, but a failure of society, of the church, and of business, uh, for some people who have a lot to live on less so that others can have the dignity of having a, a reasonably sustained life. Yeah, very interesting. What would you want, just as sure as you've written these things, what would you want pastors to understand about uh, these profoundly 
deep moral and ethical and theological ideas that you've spelled out here when it comes to being a Christian business owner? How, how, how do clergy get on board to being more supportive with these ideals? Well, first of all, I would say to a pastor that the, all of these come from the Bible, and if they want, I can sit down and show them chapter and verse uh, as to how we got there. Uh, secondly, all of these things are um, are reasons why God created business. You know, when you take a long step back, Austin, I don't know if you've ever had these conversations, but um, have you ever asked yourself, why did God create business? Why did God create capitalism? And, I, uh, well, and, to, and, just, and, and in your book, Virtues of Capitalism, I think you partially answered that, didn't you? Well, my co-author and I do address that. Just to be very specific, and we might have a difference of opinion on this, I don't believe capitalism comes from on high or comes directly from the scriptures. It's an idea, a concept, that looks a whole lot like the way God set up business in the Old Testament, uh, in Old Testament Israel, even in the Garden of Eden. I think it's the economic system available to us today that best emulates those things. But absolutely, we contemplated, you know, how do we get here, and what are the scriptures? basis for a free market economic system. And this, as you pointed out, the Old and New Testament scriptural references are absolutely there. Yeah, they really are. And so the, so what I would say to a pastor is uh, a business owner fulfilling these four things is a business owner living out Christianity in the workplace, in the marketplace, and that the pastor ought to be supporting that. You know, I in in one of our surveys with Christian business owners out at uh, at a Bible and Business, we asked the question: Have you ever had a pastor come and pray with you about your business on mm. site? And a hundred percent of them have said no. Really, a hundred percent of them have said no. Wow. Now, there is not. I have yet to meet a Christian business owner who has ever had a pastor come out and pray with them, or even somebody from the care ministries, for heaven's sakes. Because nowadays, most pastors don't make house calls and they don't go to the hospital. They have a care ministry person who does it. Um, but I have, I have yet to see anybody uh, have somebody uh, from the church staff come out and pray with them about their business. I think that's a miss for, for the local churches. I really do. Bill English, he is the publisher of BibleAndBusiness.com. He's written uh, a very, very thoughtful piece entitled, What It Means to Be a Christian Business Owner. And in this writing, he uh, makes the case also as to what it does not mean to be a Christian business owner. I suggest you get over to at Morning Austin on Twitter and uh, check it out there and also navigate over to BibleAndBusiness.com. It's right there at the top of the homepage. Thank you, uh, as always, for what you do. This is uh, very insightful. Let's have that conversation about um, poverty and and, uh, really uh, addressing people's greatest needs through business. Let's have that conversation uh, coming up next time. All right, we'll do it. Look forward to it. Thanks, Bill. It's 25 minutes past the hour. One of those those serendipitous moments, I like to think of it as a God thing, given what Bill English just told us. Wait till you hear what's coming up next. It's pre-recorded. I didn't plan it this way, but wait till you hear what's coming up next from John Stone Street at Breakpoint. Continuity of theme. Things just come together sometimes. We'll tell you about it next on the Faith Radio Network.